This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I think there is something psychologically to say that you mentally prepare for the outcome you desire. Mm. So, and you know, sometimes it doesn't happen and you can be crushed, but I think people are scared to do that out of fear of being crushed a little bit. Hey there, welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Hope you're having a great week and thank you so much for joining me today. I have an awesome interview for you today with a friend and fellow digital marketer, Ryan Redute. But before we hop into the interview, I have just a little bit of housekeeping and announcements that I want to share with you all. Okay, so the first thing that I want to let you know is that the Freelance Friday podcast is officially an award-winning show. I'm so excited to announce that I have been awarded by the DC Webfest. We actually went, actually my podcast interview guest and I, Ryan, and I both went to DC, I guess it was last weekend or the weekend before. I don't know. My concept of time is really off right now for some reason, but we went to Washington DC, which was really fun. And I just uploaded the vlog of as well. So once you're done listening to this, if you're not sick of our voices yet, you can head over to my YouTube channel, which is just Latasha Jane's link in show notes as always. And you can watch that video as well. So yeah, this is officially an award-winning podcast, which is kind of wild, uh, not really expected. I really didn't expect to win anything. It just meant a lot for me to be recognized. So anyway, I am telling you that not to brag, but just to say thank you to everyone who's been listening and who has more importantly, or not more importantly, but just as importantly, been sharing Uh, I don't really talk about it a lot, but I mean, my success and my livelihood for the most part relies on my audience sharing and engaging with my content. So it means so much to me when I see you taking a screenshot, posting on your Instagram stories, joining the Facebook group, telling me how you enjoy it, sharing the show with your friends, all of that means the world to me. And of course, those reviews. So if you haven't yet, if you haven't done an iTunes review, please just go ahead and show your girl some love. Okay, so that's announcement number one. What was announcement number two? Oh, I'm starting a new thing, which I'm so excited about. Uh, At the time of recording this, I don't have the landing page built for it yet, so please just stay tuned to my social channels and to my Facebook group. Again, always linked in the show notes, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at a journey east, Instagram at a journey east underscore, Facebook group is called Money Making Micro Influencer. I'm gonna be announcing in the next couple days here but you guys get the preview. I am going to be doing lunch and learns once a month, virtual lunch and learns for the community. So I'm really excited about this. Um, Like I said, I haven't built up the landing page yet, so I don't have all the details buttoned up, but the first one will be taking place on May 3rd. I'm shooting for noon Eastern Standard Time. So I already have the topic in mind, just finishing up the slides and stuff, and I'm really excited to start doing this. Like I said, I just wanna do a webinar once a month, and then not only will I be covering a certain topic, but I'll also have room at the end for questions and answers, so it'll kind of be like a virtual office hours that you don't have to pay for. So yes, these will be free, and I hope you enjoy them. So yeah, stay tuned to my social channels for more announcements on when that is gonna go live, but I'm shooting for May 3rd for the first one, 
And I think that's it. That's, those are the announcements that I have today. I hope you enjoy this interview and I'm going to stop rambling now. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Freelance Friday podcast. My name is Latasha James and I'm your host. This podcast is a deep dive into the challenging, exciting, and oh so rewarding world of freelancing. From tips and advice to interviews with the people who are doing it right, this show is for anyone looking to get their hands a little bit dirty and make monetizing their passion a reality. Let's get started. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Friday and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today I'm here with Ryan Redoute, who is the founder of Dynamo Digital Marketing. I've spoken to Ryan before on this podcast and he's also my friend, so you probably have seen him around, you know, the social media, the YouTube, things like that. But today we're talking specifically about his journey to entrepreneurship. So Ryan began his professional career managing all things analytics and reporting for big brands, and now he runs his own business, which he's going to tell us more about during this episode. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yay. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. We recorded an episode before, but I feel like a lot of people couldn't hear it that well because the audio was not very good. So um, hopefully this is better. (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, this is Ryan and LJ (laughs) 2.0. So this is what I ask all of my guests. Do you want to just take a few minutes to tell me a little bit about yourself Mm -hmm. or tell the folks out there a little bit about yourself and how you got started with your freelancing? Yeah. So my name is Ryan Redute. Uh, I live in the Detroit area. I am on all social platforms. <laughs> I love social media. I love creating content for it, whether it be for myself or for clients now. Uh, I'm also a singer, so that's super fun. I'm in a big chorus here in the Metro Detroit area. Uh, otherwise, like just enjoy hanging out with the family. I have a niece. She's the most adorable thing ever. Uh, and... Uh, professionally though the way I got started in my social media kind of business but I also focus on a lot of um, other parts of business development and digital media is I had done the corporate game for a handful of years and I just realized it was not for me Uh, but I also knew I had a lot of great learnings from the corporate world that I could take and give that uh, to smaller companies, uh, as opposed to bigger brands that I worked on. Cool. Mm -hmm. I can definitely vouch for the cute niece thing. That video that you posted. (laughs) So cute. I died. It was adorable. I never even was thinking babies were that cute beforehand. And then she comes around and I'm like, I can't, I can't handle it. It's too cute. It changes you. That's how (laughs) it does. I have such a heart now for, I mean, it's not like I, uh, didn't have that sympathy yeah. for like new yeah. moms and stuff but now when I see moms <laughs> with kids I just want to do whatever I can to like help them oh my throughout gosh. their day and like open the door for or sure. uh, anything along those lines yeah yeah <laughs> I never wanted kids I still don't know if I want kids but like when my nephews yeah. were born I was like oh my gosh this is so cool Being I know an aunt is the best <laughs> I'm really enjoying it <laughs> Nice. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about um, what you do now. So you talked about how you got started with your career, but you started in the agency world, right? Mm -hmm. And so how did you get from there to where you are now? Yeah. So I started off in the agency world. I 
I would say my agency experience was a little bit different than other people's, though, because I kept finding myself on teams that were on this brink of growth Mm -hmm. to where the position I was going to be on was not the work I was doing. For instance, my first position was for uh, being an analytics and Mm -hmm. being an analyst for um, a large company. And it turned out that I was the only one that was managing all reporting and analytics for uh, four different large brands. Mm. So out the gate, (laughs) a lot of responsibility was thrown at me. And that included, you know, building client reports. Um, And that's when I kind of got this idea in my head of like, I really like working with clients. I really want to be that direct person. Yeah. Giving them the information about how their campaigns are running. Uh, giving them all the details that the team is helping me put together. And then I went to a smaller agency where I could be a kind of everything person. Mm -hmm. I could be the one creating the campaign, analyzing it, talking with the clients beforehand about what they need. Um, And that I really enjoyed because I kind of had that uh, taste of client management and I got to experience that at the smaller place uh, tenfold. So I knew I really enjoyed that and wanted more of it. So that's when I actually started getting on this idea of starting my own business. It was like that early. Yeah. And I had coined the phrase traveling analyst. To oh, be, I remember you telling me yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> to be a remote analytics uh, professional, yeah. essentially, uh, to companies and do what I did at these uh, agencies. Mm-hmm. And so I had that in the back of my head throughout the rest of my time in corporate. So then I decided to move back to Detroit Again, thinking a little bit about that uh, starting a business Mm -hmm. because I knew Detroit was on this brink of growth and I knew that I wanted to get my foot in the door if I uh, was going to be uh, working with, you know, brands and companies in the Metro Detroit area or even downtown. Mm -hmm. So again, had that mindset. And then I got in another team where I was Again, assigned to be a planner, but I ended up being this planner analyst that also talked to the clients a ton, and (laughs) they were really big clients. So uh, again, I got more of that client relationship management, and then what really topped it off was my next position was in sales Mm -hmm. uh, for a popular music publisher, Mm -hmm. Um, and I found that I really was good at it. I was good at the sales stuff, and I liked it. I liked getting to share... Um, kind of like those interests that I had previously with uh, the clients and how their campaigns are doing. And I found that I could be more personable. I could be myself because I love people mm-hmm. so much. So You're good with people too. <laughs> oh, thank you. And uh, I I want to help people. So, and at this publisher, I was actually working with a lot of smaller brands, a lot of small companies that were kind of just throwing a couple thousand, you know, mm-hmm. into their advertising budget with the publisher and I found I loved those people even more because they were so open mm-hmm. to hearing um, about new things and were so not set in their ways like some of these bigger companies were that I knew I could go in and really be that um, helpful, you know, yeah. marketing uh, arm to their yeah. business. Cool. So I really appreciate that. And then from then on, I said, okay, I've gotten experience in every part of the ad biz. Let me take this experience to work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So take me back to that day when you decided mm-hmm. oh I'm going to do this for myself <laughs> because I know my, how I learned about yeah, it. Yeah. It was interesting. So I can get emotional sometimes uh, in this sad way. Yeah. Never really any other, uh, I'm not angry or anything <laughs> like that. 
But I was really sad. I was um, at that job. Although I was liking parts of it that I was doing, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And I think in general, too, I, I mean, my, my dad owns his own small business. Mm-hmm. My sister runs a small business. So, like, I think it's in my blood a little bit, too. Yeah. And that kind of type of person that uh, wants to be on their own, wants to be doing their own thing. So I ultimately uh, just said, like, I got to go. <laughs> like, you guys have been really great. Because essentially yeah. it's like leaving for a different job. Exactly. And it was actually quite confusing for those people because I, um, while working at that job, I was working with one client. Lightly. Nothing too aggressive. But mm-hmm. I had told them, I had gotten word that I was getting another client, so I felt more confident going into it. And I knew I could pitch myself yeah. um, in a better way. And they made me feel secure. So... When I was leaving, they were expecting me to say some competitor. And I was like, nope, I'm actually doing my own business. They're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah. And which, they were actually all very like very supportive of Good. it. Um, I think the thing is, too, for them being a publisher in the area, I could feasibly have clients that book mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. So we could have someday become partners. Yeah. So it's like situa- uh, relationship-wise. For sure. Every party kind of has to keep the bond. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that helped lighten the blow, I think, a little bit for leaving. Yeah. Uh, but I felt super empowered. I was really excited. And ultimately, I've always trusted myself. And when I want something, I will do whatever it takes to go after that. Um and like I said, too, like with my dad running his own small business and um, having great friends like you in my you know, back court, I think that helped just really seal it in and just my own personal you know, desires, too. Again, two and a half years in the making, really, For of sure. me having this idea of like, I really want to do my own gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I found out that, <laughs> that Ryan started his own business um, in the airport, oh, yeah. in the Windsor <laughs> airport, as we were getting ready to go on a trip together. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I can either go this whole trip acting like I'm still at yeah. the place or, because it all happens so fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you're making the final decision and you're like, no, 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 I, I got to do it. That's something that I really admire about you though. Oh. And I like look up to you for is mm-hmm. you are very... Like, you trust yourself, like you said. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, we had like talked about things before, or just like anything like that you're going through in your life. I feel like you'll talk to somebody about it, but yeah. like at the end of the day, like you're the one who makes the decision. Like, yeah. you didn't like tell me before, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, you just like do it. And I think that's really important when mm-hmm. you're a business owner because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you can have friends or consultants or family or whatever who yeah. can help you guide you along, but at the end of the day, like, all of your decisions are your own. Yeah. So I think that's something that's Thank you. pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's something that I struggle with myself about. For sure, I'm always like second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. So. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. I think it's 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 scary. Yeah. Like, do it. Running your own business is scary. Like yeah. when you don't have a boss or you know an no HR department. No one's there. Like, hey, here's a task. Which is something I guess I was always practicing. Even when I was on teams, I was still like. I'd always be like, I work great with a team. I love hearing everybody's opinion. But know that I'm really good at finding where I'm needed, Mm -hmm. you know, separately. Um, Yeah, that confidence can be difficult. And I think the thing is, too, is always don't be afraid to ask. And Mm -hmm. I think some people are afraid to ask because they're afraid that somebody's opinion might deter them from a Mm -hmm. certain path that they want to take. But you're you're making an educated decision. And when you're making an educated decision, 
you got to make sure you have, you know, you're analyzing it in that kind of way yeah. too. And learning the good and the bad or hearing mm-hmm. the good and the bad for sure. Yeah. For sure. So how long had you really been like, was this like a spur of the moment thing? Like, you know what, I'm going to do it on my own. Or were yeah. you like, did you set like a quit date for yourself or? Um, so s- kind of. So my mom is really good with money mm-hmm. um, and she's kind of put that onto me. And I myself, she said, has, is really good with money. Yeah. So um, we plan out budget wise what I wanted to leave on. That's and then nice. we also planned okay, you would need to be making this amount mm-hmm. by this date. Otherwise, you got to go to your plan B, which yeah. is like mom and dad's basement. <laughs> so, which is a better scenario than a lot of people. For sure, so, for sure. Very blessed for that. <laughs> um, but we planned it all out in that respect. So I said, okay, I just have to last 40 days at this place that I really wasn't feeling too much. Um, and I did. I actually ended up leaving on the 40th day not even realizing it because I had wrote it on a sticky note <laughs> to help keep myself <laughs> motivated of like, hey, you just need to get to this time to ensure that you have enough money to at least enact this whole plan. So again, I think that's a good strategy too of planning after. Mm-hmm. Don't just plan until oh, the yeah. actual day. Give yourself the motivation of like, you're not there yet. You oh, need yeah. to actually get to this point just to actually have a chance to get to the other part. It kind of like kicks yourself in the butt a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I kind of gave myself that end day, which... I think helped. Yeah. I think it really helped me uh, keep on it, which is good. For sure. So so then what? So where did you start actually finding clients? And how did you start, you know, making That's, this thing work? Honestly, the next day was weird. <laughs> after you got back from Montreal. Huh? I said, after right, you yeah, got back essentially, from Montreal. I said, I'm just going to go on this trip. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> it. And then, you know, I'm going to figure it out. But again, I think, and this is something I just heard from one of my other friends and we were texting about meditation Mm -hmm. and you know people can say what they want about meditation actually being effective but I think there is something psychologically to say that you mentally prepare for the outcome you desire Mm. so and you know sometimes it doesn't happen and you can be crushed but I think people are scared to do that out of fear of being crushed a little bit which Mm -hmm. who wouldn't Uh, but I always knew I was like no 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 you're gonna get this like you have you have a great formula and a great sales pitch to offer these people. They'd be smart to pick you. <laughs> um, and I, like I said, I had that one. And that was giving me a lot of confidence because I'm like, if one person in the right. area, if one business in the area will pay exactly what I asked for to do what I want, right. others will too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had that confidence going in. But it's ultimately just like hitting the ground running in terms of reaching out to people. I was just emailing people really directly (laughs) um, initially (laughs) Uh, and saying, hey, this is what I can do for you. And I think the thing to remember, too, is a lot of those, it's like the new age cold call of like research the business you're actually reaching out to. Treat it like a job interview where you learn about the company before you're actually applying to it. Yeah, that's great Um, advice. I think a lot of people forget to do that Um, because honestly... Because you always hear businesses saying, oh, I got the door slammed in my face all the time. Honestly, I'm five clients in, and I did not get the door slammed in my face a lot. Granted, Mm -hmm. sending over email for a lot of them. (laughs) But uh, 
people are politely like, no, thank you. Like we already have somebody. But even if they responded, I was excited. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my email's getting through. For sure. <laughs> and if you're responding professionally to yeah. that no, you never know when they're going to need somebody. No, you know? exactly. And say like, hey, yeah, just in case you need it, I added you on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I found you like, you know, like doing that kind of strategy of, yeah. um, or here's my LinkedIn if you want to connect, you know, leaving mm-hmm. it up to them. Um, I think that's a great strategy to go into it. And I was kind of sitting there and I said, okay, I have X amount of time. Well, the only thing left to do is sales. And like I said, I kind of like sales and I really enjoy uh, doing that part of the business as well. So it was kind of easy for me to kind of flow right into it. And I think I get this from all my time spent doing graphic design, but I'm Mm -hmm. good at just staring at a computer for hours on end and being okay to like do repetitive things over and over again. Uh, which I don't advise everyone to do a lot, but <laughs> uh, the ability to focus and um, stay on something that you're not getting immediate feedback from, mm-hmm. I think uh, is can be hard sometimes. And, you know, it still was. But um, you kind of have to... It's that scary thought of, if I don't do this, then I will fail and I will have to do plan B if there is one. And I think that should be a big enough motivator for anybody to be going after what they want or the, whatever situation they got themselves into. For sure. Do you have any tips for people? Cause this is, this is probably like my number one question in mm-hmm. the Facebook group and people who take my courses and stuff, they ask for advice on pitching themselves. Yeah. And I feel like you're a good person. Like I said, you're good <laughs> with people. Number one. Like, yeah. so I always say that that's really good practice, honestly, is like working like a retail job or like working a customer facing job is like really good preparation. Mm -hmm. But obviously beyond that, like, is there any, is there any advice that you could give people who are looking to, um, to pitch themselves to clients? Yeah. I think number one, be confident. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's really attractive to a client because you have to remember that they're giving you work that they don't want to do themselves. And it's their company. Yeah. So if they're going to trust you with it, they got to know that you know your stuff. Uh, and I will say, too, that wait until you feel confident enough mm-hmm. and ready enough to be doing this kind of work that you want to be doing. Because like I said, I had started two and a half years prior thinking about it. But thinking back, I'm really happy I waited mm-hmm. because I learned so much in that time period. And I learned how to make it full circle. If you can't think of the full circle in your head and you're just kind of pitching, yeah. you know, what have you, then go back and find out what the circle is and how you almost need to be pitching in a way that you know it's going to happen. Like you should be able to predict what the person's going to come back and reply with. That's my biggest tip. That's good. Is have enough research, approach them in a way where you can actually know, or at least generally, what they're going to respond to you with. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just confidence in what you do, too, is so important. I'm so glad that you said that because I think a lot of people think, like, you know, the the ultimate goal is to own your own business mm-hmm. or freelance full-time or whatever, and, and that might be your end goal, but yeah. I always say to people, like, don't just quit your job just because you don't, you no. had a bad day or whatever because I've learned so much from working so much. in the corporate wor- world and in the nonprofit yeah. sector, like, so, so much, and yeah, I, I think that's just really important to keep in mind, too, is, like, whether it's work experience or school or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and, like, you went to college, too, those are all things that are preparing you and, like, making you a better better at your job yep. and building up your own confidence. So. Yeah, and um, I would say, too, that uh, when it comes to taking that leap, really 
be okay with the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good advice. <laughs> and that's not saying torture yourself. Don't yeah. not go out with your friends. Yeah. Don't not eat. <laughs> uh, but don't go, you know, buying a bunch of stuff for your apartment out the gate mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I'm going to be home now and I need a bunch of stuff for my home office. Buy yeah. a desk and that's it. That's all I had. I had a desk <laughs> and a chair. Actually took from someone else that someone else gave to me. So um, be okay with that. Yeah. And be kind of ready for that. Even if you have a good amount saved, you just never know where mm-hmm. things are going to go. And I always love the phrase grow as you go because you just got to let it, you know, Angle its way up. Don't, you know, go fast out the gate. Take it as you go. Love that advice. Um, Okay, so what about, do you have like a portfolio or how do you go about, I mean, we talked a little bit about how you do the sell, but like, what Mm -hmm. do you provide people? Are you like sending people a deck with work? Do you have case studies? Like, what do you recommend for people starting out? Uh, I think definitely, I mean, I guess this is industry dependent, yeah. but LinkedIn's always great, especially with social media and websites. There's so much opportunity, so much landscape for you to take up, yeah. showcase what you're all about, whether that be your personality or your work. So be active on LinkedIn if you're in the more professional sector of things. Um, or even, I guess, no matter if you're a small business owner of anything, you should really be on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn is hot right now. Too. It's hot. And people it's forget hot, hot. about it. I'm getting a lot of engagement on it. Yeah. Um, and I've been posting a lot more frequently. And I love sharing it because I, I actually go to LinkedIn for my news. Me too. Now more it's than like my new any Facebook. other place. <laughs> yeah, it's my new Facebook. Uh, and I would say even like Instagram, like making sure that's a, showcasing your work if you're doing any kind of content creation. And then uh, make sure your Facebook's good too because some clients want to connect on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so... And so um, make sure that's okay too and that you're kind of showing who you are. Yeah. Um, and then also to a website is just a great, I think it just looks great. Having a website with case studies and descriptions of the company and what you're all about just looks so professional and it shows clients too that you invested in yourself. Again, building that confidence with the client mm-hmm. that you can actually take on the work that they want to give you. Um, and so I think that's huge. All three of those factors. That's important. So, social media and your website. And luckily I was already kind of working on those being in corporate too, especially like yeah. LinkedIn. Because I was always always kind of knew something was going to happen yeah. like this or felt like it was going to. So I made sure to go get those recommendations from old mm-hmm. managers and in the time that they you know, were managing me or stuff like that. Kind of always building that credibility up. Mm-hmm. The self-brand. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good advice. You talked a little bit about clients connecting with you. Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain those client relationships and like really wow your customers? And, mm-hmm. you know, do you have any tips on that? Uh, don't be afraid to keep communication open. Honestly, if you're a business owner, you got to be a people person. Yeah. Like, and sometimes on steroids. <laughs> uh, even for me being more remote working, uh, you almost have to bring that personality and that energy out even more because you're not there in person to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, and I do see my clients frequently and uh, most of them are in the area, but mm-hmm. um, you, can't, you can't be afraid of communication. That makes sense too. No, um, it does. And uh, I would say too that, um, I mean like pick clients that you like. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, again, the whole planning of that. Yeah. Um, and I know you've talked about this a few times too of, uh, making sure that the per- 
people you're working with, treat it like a job. If you're not really feeling it, don't take the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if the clients, you know, if you're just not blending well, um, and try to put yourself in that opportunity to where you could deny somebody. You don't have to take everything that, you know, first comes your way. Mm-hmm. But I would say I've been pretty blessed with um, clients that I really do like a yeah. lot. So that's been nice. Yeah, that's important. Like, especially if you're doing this, you know, on the side, like if freelancing is your side hustle, or you're trying to make this your thing. Like mm-hmm. I always tell people you have to love it. Otherwise you're going to give up. So yeah, like don't torture exactly. yourself by taking like small clients and clients who treat you badly mm-hmm. just to say that you're doing this, like really be picky about it, especially yep. while you do have that like safety net of a job and really like make sure that you're crafting like your ideal, you know, client relationships. Yeah. And I, I think you've talked about this too. And one of your planning, it was kind of like a planning ahead video mm-hmm. for freelancing in that, uh, again, a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot of it is setting yourself up for that moment that you actually take the leap because uh, when you're pitching to a client, make sure you're getting everything you want. Don't yeah. settle. If you know, you're know you pitching somebody and they you know take off a few things that you wanted, be like, okay, well, I need, are they needed yeah. or are they not? You know, are they just kind of there? For sure. For sure. Um, okay. How do you stay up to date on like what's going on in your industry, like in marketing? I, I find that myself, I, I find for myself that because I'm in it mm-hmm. every day now, yeah. practically like even on the weekends, like I'm still working yeah. a bit, uh, I get word about it really quickly. <laughs> and again, LinkedIn's really good. I really follow people that produce great marketing yeah. content and they'll usually catch things if I don't catch them myself. And sometimes I honestly just like to go on Google News and type digital marketing and see what yeah. the latest news is on it or, you know, things like Adweek or stuff like that. And again, Adweek kind of features the big guys. Yeah. But I'm all about bringing those big strategies to smaller businesses. So For sure. I enjoy hearing what they do because I can say, okay, well, that could apply or mm-hmm. some kind of tip or trick in there. But um, I would say that, yeah biggest tip is always just staying ahead of it and even if you feel like you haven't used the software in a while or mm. a platform in a while I wouldn't be afraid to take an hour just to make sure you still remember it mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. because you could get some ask on the whim yeah and you don't want to be you know clueless. up the creek without a paddle <laughs> so are clueless and somebody just might want to talk about it yeah um so having that knowledge is always great and I would say too is make sure um, whatever it is that you decide to do your business in, make sure you understand the foundations of it really well. Because I find that my foundational learning allows me to uh, kind of talk about things that I might not even know fully about mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense, that pushes you know things yeah. forward in a way too. So make sure you understand all that. Yeah, good advice. Mm-hmm. Good advice. And... Are you, would you say that you're like leveraging community at all? Like mm-hmm. I know that you're, most of your clients are local. So, yeah. you know, do you have any thoughts around like having a local versus like global strategy yeah. or anything like that? Uh, I would say that if you do start your business, don't be afraid to tell everyone about it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. most people are very shy about that kind of thing or like mm-hmm. they don't want to tell them when it's not ready, you know? And Honestly, I'd be telling people even if it was huge, yeah. I'd still be like, "Hey, like, just so you know, like, uh, don't, because f- I want to. I'm doing it to help. So yeah. like, anyone that needs help, I'm game. Um, 
But I would say, because I've had even like a few friends recommend people to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, a few family members even uh, recommend people to reach out to. I might not get those, but um, almost like a referral mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Things are always great. So, um, and be open to checking out that random LinkedIn connection that comes your way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of like someone messages you and then there's one person I remember that came through and I was, I was just sitting there saying like, who is this? But then I looked into it and they were a local business owner in the Detroit area. Yeah. And I said, you know what? This seems like a good connection actually that I might want to hear more from. For sure. So I'm going to do that. Not just be like, nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. Um, I go to a lot of, like local events too. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you try to go to local gatherings and things that are happening. And I think that's good. Be active in the community and yeah. know the city because especially if you're going local, you need to, and in terms of advertising and yeah. marketing, knowing your audience, a lot of my businesses thrive on the local community. Mm-hmm. So I need to know what the local community is all about. For sure. That's important. <laughs> and I know that companies my I've had a company like reach out to me saying oh we really want to develop our business in Detroit mm-hmm. and we love that you have this Detroit opinion or you have this Detroit knowledge and just always talk to everybody I know mm-hmm. that's really hard for a lot of people mm-hmm. <laughs> but at any gathering just don't be afraid to be like hey yeah. what's up and connect up like I go connection crazy a bit now yeah because I just like you know it, it, it has not done me wrong to do that kind of thing because in terms of community I think it's always a, it's always good to connect with other freelancers, yeah. other business owners, being connected. Uh, like I know there's a lot of Facebook groups out there, and uh, that just really helps give you a little bit peace of mind too. Mm-hmm. If like let's say you have a question on something yeah. or <laughs> Facebook's down and you're like, hey, yeah. Facebook down for everybody else? Oh my God, <laughs> yes. They're like, yes, it's terrible. You know, yep. you can kind of get. Um, a little bit of information out of it too. Connect, connecting with somebody has never not helped me. I'll end it with that point. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I like what you said about just having to talk to people. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like we're very similar except for that. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> our personalities are so similar except yeah. for he's the extroverted version and I'm the introverted version <laughs> of us. But I, I think like that's important to say because I think a lot of people are probably listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to people. I'm bad at that. Yeah. I am. I'm ter- terrified. Like I'm terrified to go to this event like mm-hmm. next month because I hate talking to people in person. Yeah. But find the way that works for you. Like I'm terrible at talking to people in real life. Well, at least like going to a party and not mm-hmm. knowing anyone, you know, but I, you know, find success on video yeah. or on it through my writing. So like find what works for you. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to physically talk to people, but yeah. if you're not physically talking to people, then be connecting with people on the internet or like, yeah. you know, reaching out to people, making yourself known by building a personal brand or yeah. whatever. Well, it's like, I met you on the internet on Instagram yep. and look how much of an asset like we've been for each other, I think. Yeah. And just meeting on Instagram. For sure. <laughs> because of that personal brand I had, you know? <laughs> and you, vice versa. Like a lot of times when people follow me, I'll check out who they are to make yeah. sure they're not like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he has such cool style. You, you were traveling at the time. You were in Europe at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. So like your personal brand and, you know, just what you put out into the world says yeah. a lot about you without you even having to like talk to somebody <laughs> yeah i actually got a client off of instagram nice and so 
I was always like, oh, what kind of way do I want my Instagram to go? And even now, I th- like Latasha and I have discussed, and I really do ultimately think it's going to be just a personal <laughs> yeah. platform for me, which I'm totally fine with. But that's my face. That's the face of me. That's what's showing out to the world. So make sure that every channel that you have going out into the world is representative of how you want to be perceived. For sure. Is a good one, too. Good advice. Okay. Well, what are you working on next? Anything that people, any, you know, any projects outside of your business that you want people to know about or anything fun you got going on? Um, I do have my own personal podcast, yeah. which I love. I've found an extreme passion for podcasting. I mean, in elementary school, my nickname was The NeverEnding Story <laughs> because I never stopped talking. Nice. Uh, <laughs> which... Got me thinking, you know, maybe I should use this talking for good. Yeah. And um, so it's called the So Your Podcast. So Your dot dot dot. Um, or you can find it by searching my name on any podcasting platform you use. But I really enjoy it because I get to talk to so many different people from mm-hmm. so many different walks of life. Um, and I featured you on it a few times to talk about uh, some hard-hitting topics that are going on right now, but also some lighter topics mm-hmm. and just to learn more about you. But... Um, I just love it. I just love it so much. Like, it's so much fun. And podcasting is kind of having a moment right now. Um, And I had missed the YouTube Instagram wave. So (laughs) I was thinking for a content creation point of view, let me try this one. But I'm really enjoying it. And I I love it. Yeah, I love it too. It's really good. I will, of course, have it linked in the show notes as well as all of Ryan's other, you know, (laughs) links to his business and all that. But um. Cool. So if you had to give your best piece of advice mm-hmm. to any aspiring freelancer or business owner, yeah. what would it be? If you're taking the plunge, mm-hmm. make sure you have money and patience. <laughs> Emphasis on patience. Because you think that uh, with like job interviews that like sometimes those can take a long time. The waiting time period for you to get a snag on that fishing pole that you're putting out Mm -hmm. can be a long time, especially if you're sitting in your apartment and there's not much going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So money and patience is my ultimate uh, tip to anybody looking to do that. I love that. And okay, I know that this is situational, Mm -hmm. obviously. Be smart. We're not giving you financial advice. No. But... If you had to make a recommendation, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I read a lot of times, like, have three months of expenses. Have a year. I've read something the other day that said have two years, and I was like, that's just not realistic for anybody. But do you feel like that's realistic? So I think you need to plan. You need to plan with some buffer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You need to always have, you always need to have some kind of buffer in place. So I've heard the three month two. Mm -hmm. I plan for five, which... I think is good. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And like I said, I already had one and my mentality was this one is giving me enough to where if I hit that five month marker, I'll have enough to go in another month. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This one is giving me that. So I already knew I had an extra month, but you kind of force yourself like, no, no, no. From Mm -hmm. this, from this point to the next point, I'm going to have this amount done. Yeah. Um, so I like five months. I think that's a good time period. And like I said, give some buffer. And financially, give yourself some buffer too. For instance, in mm-hmm. planning out your monthly budget that you're going to go off of, um, 
make sure to have some entertainment money in there. For Don't sure. treat yourself not like a human being. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and honestly, my mom helped push that buffer a little bit higher even yeah. too which was really helpful because I felt a lot less stressed and you don't feel like you're giving away so much mm-hmm. um, of your life to do this thing that you're aspiring to do, uh, which makes it all the more sweeter when you do accomplish it. Yeah. Because you don't feel like you had to like give an arm and a <laughs> leg to get it done. Yeah. No, that's so smart. It's like if you're doing this to make your life better, don't like do this to sit in your apartment yeah. with no heat on and like nothing to eat like that's gonna make you more miserable no. so yeah it's sure that mentality to too i don't know if you experienced this in college mm-hmm. but i was always the type that i would study till midnight yeah knew i had to get my sleep and go to sleep before finals mm-hmm. i had people that i would talk to that said i stayed up in the library till 4 a.m yeah. studying for this and i said why i think they were expecting me to be like that's crazy yeah. you're so busy right. oh my gosh but yeah. i was like why would you do that that yeah. makes no sense to deprive yourself of sleep just mm-hmm. to get this done. And it's like the same concept. It's counterintuitive. Too. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of practiced that uh, opposite of that with starting the business and that, no, 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 give yourself a life. And of course, not going too crazy. Be honest with yourself. Be honest. Be extremely honest about what you're doing and what you think you'll spend. For sure. Um, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I love it. Great advice. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really all the questions that I have for you. I loved them. They were really good questions. Yay. <laughs> okay, well, before we go, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Ryan Redute, R-E-D-O-U-T-E. Uh, I'm on YouTube as Tall Blonde Man for some fun videos from me, uh, some travel videos, some music videos, a little bit of my singing. Uh, and then LinkedIn, you can find me, Ryan Redute. And also my website is dynamo, D-Y-N-A-M-O, digitalmarketing.com. And my podcast, which I already mentioned. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Well, those things will be linked in the show notes. Thanks again, Ryan, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at a journey east with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. 